Welcome to session five. Today I would like to start with an amusing story. There were two seminary girls who were invited out for Shabbos. At the end of the meal, one of the girls refused the dessert, saying she had no room for it. Her host, a Talmud Hochem, answered that there's a Gemara in Erevin, Daf Pei Base, page 82, which states that a person always has room for a sweet dessert. And how do I remember the source so well, he said. Because Erevin, besides meaning areas in which people can carry on Shabbos, also means sweet things, from the word Orev, meaning sweet. And the page number Pei Base, the Pei stands for Platz, in Yiddish, meaning space, and the base for boich, a stomach. In other words, there's always place for a sweet dessert at the end of the meal in your stomach. On a second occasion, one of those two girls was invited out to another family with another friend who also refused the dessert with the same excuse. The host said, there's a Gemara somewhere which says you've always got room for a dessert. The other girl answered, yes, it's in Erevin, Daf Pei Base, page 82. The host was absolutely amazed and answered, I never knew that seminary girls learned Gemara and know it so well. I relate this story because the Torah indeed often makes use of acronyms as aids to memory. And when it comes to directing one's distracting thoughts, it is absolutely essential for us to have our finger on the trigger, meaning to have access to a rapid, easy-to-remember technique for gaining control. In our last session, we divided our distractions into a few easy-to-remember categories assisted by the acronym SWEEPS. And I hope that your last homework exercise helped you to become more aware of the exact structure of your distracting thoughts. Today, I wish to introduce a second acronym to help us to learn the actual strategies which we can use as weapons to defend ourselves from and to deal with those sweeps distractions. Let's stick to nautical sea imagery and use the word ship, S-H-I-P, to guide us on our way through our sea of disturbing thoughts. Today, we will just be looking at the first letter S, which stands for Simcha, joy, which of course will help to remedy any distractions connected with sadness. Now, Simcha is so important in our Voidus Hashem in general, and every mitzvah must be done by Simcha, but this is especially vital at the time of davening. This is because of the unique power and properties of the emotion of joy. Joy draws us out of our natural condition, the condition of the ego, which is a dissatisfied creature, always seeking further satisfaction of its self-centred needs. Whatever those needs may be, comfort, security, honour, money, or physical and sensual pleasures, or to a certain extent, even spiritual needs, such as wishing to get closer to Hashem, they will not invoke a satisfied, settled form of joy. Therefore, being in a mood of simcha lifts us out of this ego position, enabling us to lose ourselves and connect with our true, humble, divine nature. 
in that state of mind, we can more easily reach higher levels of awareness of godliness during our tefillah, especially if we use appropriate melodies to accompany the words. And we should always remember the famous saying of the 5th Lubavitcher Rebbe, the Rashab, Simcha Poirats Geda, joy breaks boundaries. That joy has an actual power to overturn all kinds of limitations which confront us in our lives. And also to overcome Hashem's Midas Hadin, his attribute of strict judgment. There are various ways of tuning ourselves into the emotion of Simcha, or alternatively, tuning ourselves out of those emotions which are its opposite. First of all, we should joyfully appreciate what a privilege, Matov Chalkenu, how good is our portion, that we have daily times of tefillah when we can have a private audience with Hashem, to express our needs and connect with Him, the absolute Creator who controls all existence. In fact, the very anticipation of our journey up the ladder of tefillah towards a closer and closer connection with Hashem is itself another justifiable reason for Simcha. And if in the morning we are anxiously struggling under the burden of all our worries about work, family matters, social relationships, money or health, the very words of tefillah will heighten our trust and faith in divine providence and the awareness of how much Hashem loves us and is attentive to our needs and that everything which is going on in our lives and the world outside is ultimately for the good whether we see it or not and how in the end our beautiful destiny will be crowned with the coming of Mashiach. Such contentment is a recipe for joy. But to be absolutely honest, the perception of Gamzu Latoiva, everything is for the good, can be a very difficult one to retain, especially if we are experiencing great personal suffering or witnessing it in others. Nevertheless, we must persevere in keeping our mood high and positive. On a slightly different track, we might also sometimes find ourselves sad at the time of davening due to our dissatisfaction with our spiritual commitments or our sins or our sinful thoughts or desires. However, Hasidic teaching is very adamant that the time of tefillah is not the time for sadness. Although tefillah does indeed provide occasions when we have to acknowledge our sins and ask to be forgiven, it's still not the right time for prolonged reflection about them. We should, yes, feel humbled by our sins, but the upset should only be in the mind and not go deeper into our heart. The ideal time for prolonged deeper reflection is at night during the bedtime Shema in peaceful, unpressurised circumstances. At this point, we must make one important proviso. The advice given here is primarily for healthy, balanced human beings who on a day-to-day basis have to contend with a variety of worries, anxieties and stresses which are really just the challenges of normal, everyday life. However, if these feelings become too intense and one is having harassing thoughts which reoccur on a regular or semi-regular basis, 
this could be a sign of more complex psychological or even physical issues which may not be solved by simply diverting one's mind from the thoughts and moods which accompany them. Whether the anxiety be on the one's extreme trauma, phobias, obsessions or intense feelings of guilt or, on the other extreme, the result of physical factors such as insomnia, a person beset with such concerns should seek aid and advice from Rabonim, educators or health counsellors with expertise in the field of spiritual, emotional and psychological conditions. Trying to deal with them on one's own before or during davening could be a fruitless task. Nevertheless, if it's at all possible, one should still endeavour to fulfil the famous Jewish dictum of serving Hashem with Simcha and hence davening with a cheerful heart. Now, before we conclude and go off to practice these injections of Simcha into our daily davening routine, let's seal the issue with the following story. When Rabbi Cousins, later to become the Manal of the Lubavitch Boys School in London, was a bocha in the late 1950s, he asked the Lubavitcher Rebbe about changing his Nusach from Ashkenaz to Nusach Ari. The Rebbe agreed and presented him with a Chabad Siddur. As the Rebbe handed it over to the young man, he benched him, May you daven basimcha. Now, could there be any clearer statement than this about the role and priority of Simcha in the Hasidic approach to tefillah? So, Haslocha Rabba with your tefillah b'simcha and a kasiva v'chasim See you soon.